God is good. Listen, I hope you were paying attention to what he said. He was good. <laughs> he, he pretty well covered the basis. And uh, I, I just uh, love him very much. And, uh, uh, you know, I, uh, he said I, I put some uh, schedules together for him when they traveled, and I did. Amen. And, uh, in fact, I still, I, I've been retired for um, 18 years, but I'm still traveling. And uh, then as far as Faith Promise Services, I have been blessed to hold over 1,750 Faith Promise Services where a commitment was taken. Now, they used to be, uh, when I started, they used to have like Saturday night, Sunday morning, Sunday night. Well, you know as well as I do, they have kind of, you know, uh, cut it down to one. And, uh, but but, but I, I believe in what I'm doing. In fact, I pastored in Lancaster, Ohio. And um, our last year there, we were 11th in the nation in giving. I believe what I'm saying. I believe what I'm preaching. We practiced it, still do. And uh, God, God will do amazing things if you let him. If you let him. And, uh, and I, I just, uh, I believe uh, uh, your, your pastor is, is very much, um, you know, aware of what, in fact, what, what he said I wish all pastors were able to say what he said. I really do. My wife could say amen to that because we've done enough traveling that sometimes churches may wonder, well, what are we given for? But he's told you. And you do it. And I just, I really appreciate this church and all that you do. And I've just got to kind of cut back on what, uh, what I could say, I've, uh, I've got so much wound up in me here today that I, uh, I'll know, no, I'll not keep you till supper time. But uh, I just, I just want to, I want, I want the Lord to speak through me what I feel to say. I was up early this morning praying and uh, uh, I had prayed last night. I said, Lord, I'm asking you to give me a dream about that service uh, in the morning. Well, I had a dream, but it was a weird one. It wasn't about this church. It was terrible. In fact, I said, Lord, I, forgive me. Forgive me for dreaming a dream like that. It was stupid. But here we are. And I believe I'm here in the will of God. I do believe that. And I want to call your attention to the book of Romans, chapter 12. The book of Romans, chapter 12, and then we'll... Uh, we'll begin uh, with, uh, with what I feel to minister this morning. Romans chapter 12, the first three verses states this. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. For I say, 
through the grace given unto me to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly according as God hath dealt to every man a measure of faith. And I'm adding two words to that, through prayer. Adding a measure of faith through prayer. You may be seated. Now, I believe we are, we are living in the last days. Uh, if ever I believe that, I believe it now. And I am also thrilled with what happened to that Methodist college in Kentucky, the Ashbury College. What they say, they went 300 hours. 300 hours. Hey, how many Pentecostal churches had done that? But I believe God's doing a work. And I'm praying that God will reveal his name to them. Now, in that prayer meeting, there were those that talked in tongues. And, uh, and I was glad to hear that. But I'm praying that God will give them a revelation of the name. That's the key. That's the key. And so uh, it doesn't take a lot of faith to get results from the Lord. Uh, Matthew uh, 17 and 20 uh, tells us that uh, if we can have faith the size of a mustard seed, ye shall say unto this mountain, remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. It doesn't take a lot of faith to get answers from the Lord. He said, if you've got faith as a grain of mustard, that's one of the smallest seeds there is. So it doesn't take a lot. And uh, faith can work in a number, in a number of, uh, of ways. Uh, I received a report from uh, uh, a dear friend in, uh, in Hawaiian Islands, Brother, uh, Brother Jonathan Sanders, uh, who related an incident that happened uh, in his church. Now, I don't know if I have mentioned this uh, uh, before, but I, if I have, then it's a rerun. Um, uh, he, he was uh, talking about a lady, 26 years old, in their church that had one and one half lung. Now, they told her uh, when she was born uh, that uh, she would not live, but she did. They told uh, them that uh, she would not live beyond 10 years old, but she did. At the age of 26, she was still living. And uh, she, uh, she felt like she needed to be prayed for. And so uh, at church, she was prayed for. And then uh, a, a day or so later, she was having uh, some uh, strange feelings uh, in her chest and, and went to the doctor to find out what's going wrong. They examined her and they said, you have a new lung they couldn't believe it. They quizzed her. Where are you going to have this happen? She said, we're praying. And God has done the work. They flew her to Los Angeles. They, they paid everything. The airfare, the car expense, the food, everything total. And uh, got her there. And again, they started examining her, quizzing her. What in the world has happened to you? They said the, the, the number one doctor in America examined her, quizzed her, 
And they said, well, what church is it you go to? She said, it's not the church. It's Jesus that does the miracle. Now that's a miracle through prayer. You know, it doesn't take a lot. It doesn't take a lot, but uh, if you can have simply have a measure of faith, just a little bit of faith, that's all that is needed. Now, I've read to the, the scripture, they're in Matthew where, you know, a little bit of faith will get you the answer. Now, we all have uh, some faith. Uh, sometimes we have faith in our jobs, uh, faith in our father, faith in our mother, faith in money, faith in uh, the military, uh, faith in friends, and maybe even in a political party. You're in trouble if you've got faith in a political party. America's in sad shape. But anyway, now the, the difference between the Christian and the non-Christian is not that one has faith and the other one doesn't. It is faith in almighty God whose name is Jesus. That's our answer. Now, it is the object of faith that makes the believer's faith real and powerful. Now, it is, uh, it is not saying that I have faith, that's enough, but faith needs to be demonstrated through action. Now, uh, Hebrews 11.1, 1. now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And then verse 6, but without faith, it is impossible to please him, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Now, I apologize for my voice. Uh, it's uh, not uh, smooth this morning. But I told the devil, I said, I've got a message to preach, and I'm going to preach it anyway. So here I am. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Faith is obeying what the Lord impresses you to do and leaving the results up to him. This is powerful because we are bringing God Almighty into our giving. Just last month, I was in Humble, Texas, which is a suburb of Houston. And uh, in that one service, there were four amazing miracles that happened. Uh, number one, there was one family in the church. They have been giving 400 a month through Faith Promise. God impressed them to upper to 600. And then the wife got a raise that took care of the year's commitment that they increased it for. God met the need. Three families got 7% raises, all in one church. Now, I am in a church this morning that you've had many miracles here. Somebody got a miracle in this service this morning. Some, hold up your hand. I don't know your name, the sister. Somebody told me. Somebody had some pain here and in, uh, in this service. You, uh, you got uh, relief. She's online. She's oh, oh, online. Yeah. Wonderful. Hallelujah. We do have people watching. And so um, uh, she got a miracle this morning. What's her, what's her name so everybody will know? Evelina. There's your answer. When we pray, we can get an answer, even if it's a small amount of faith. God hears and answers prayer. Now, I would like to have you turn or just your attention uh, with me to the book of uh, 1 Kings chapter 17. 
Now this is the story of Elijah and the widow of Zarephath uh, that gives the recording there. Now Elijah was an outstanding prophet and had, uh, had told the wicked king Ahab uh, that it was not going to rain uh, until uh, upon the land because Ahab was one of the most wicked kings that Israel ever had. And uh, now uh, he, he was told it's not going to rain until I say so because you have been so wicked and uh, you, you've not respected the Lord God. Now the story gets very interesting as the widow, as the widow woman, uh, uh, she, um, she was uh, in a little different situation. She had a son and uh, their, uh, their food supply was down to virtually nothing. And, uh, and she, uh, when, when Elijah asked for her to go get, uh, uh, you know, a, a little bit of water, she walked away. Then he gave a second request. He said, oh, by the way, bring me back a morsel of bread. She whirled around and looked at the man of God and said, sir, you don't understand. I don't even have enough morsel in a, in a, you know, in a container for us to have but just one more meal. And you're asking me to give that to you? You know, it took a little, uh, a little listening and a little bit of doubt, no doubt. I, I think we would have all fallen into that condition. But uh, uh, there, uh, as, uh, as she looked at the, pre- pre- uh, the prophet of God, uh, he, he simply let her know. He said, you fix me the mail first, and God will take care of the rest. Now, Elijah said unto her, fear not, I'm, I'm reading uh, 1 Kings 17, 13 and 14. And Elijah said unto her, fear not, go and do as thou hast said, but make me thereof a little cake first, and then bring it unto you for you and your son. For thus saith the Lord, God of Israel, the barrel of meal will not waste, neither shall the cruise of oil fail until the day that the Lord sendeth rain upon the earth. Now, you, you may wonder, well, just how much, how much faith did she have? Well, she had a little bit of faith. She, wasn't, she, didn't, she didn't have a barrel of faith, but she had some faith. And uh, Elijah and, and this widow woman, they had a little conversation. Now, we know very little about her past. In fact, you can even read the scripture. Uh, it says uh, there seemed to be one thing in her past that she was concerned about when she asked the prophet the question. Now notice the question. Art thou come unto me to call my sin to remembrance and slay my son? Now, but there is no account of what that sin might be, unless you kind of look at the whole story. Her husband, her husband had already died, and she was a widow. And it appears to me that her son was born out of wedlock. Follow me. Because uh, while her husband was alive, and when Elijah, the man of God, appeared, his presence brought condemnation upon her. The guilt had been there for a long time. 
the father of that child was from another man and not her husband. And that was a sin that troubled her because she stated, she stated, she said, are you, are you bringing my sin before me? Are you reminding me about my sin? Now, you see, she had a little knowledge of the Ten Commandments. And one of those Ten Commandments was in Exodus 20 and 14, thou shalt not commit adultery. Her husband's father was from another man. And I'm sorry, the son's father was from another man and not from her husband. And that brought guilt upon her. Now, in verse 18 of 1 Kings 17, uh, notice uh, she, said, uh, she, she said unto Elijah, have I, what have I to do with thee, o, o thou man of God? Art thou come unto me to call my sin of remembrance and to slay my son? Guilt was present. Follow me. Now, beginning with verse 19, I want to just read you a few verses here. His response to her. And he said unto her, give me thy son. And he took him uh, in his bosom, carried him up into the loft where he abode, and laid him upon his own bed. And Elijah cried unto the Lord and said, O my Lord, hast thou also brought evil upon the widow with whom I sojourned by slaying her son? And he stretched himself upon the child three times, cried unto the Lord and said, O Lord my God, I pray thee, let this child's soul come unto him again. And the Lord heard the voice, the voice of Elijah, and the soul of a child came unto him again, and he revived. And Elijah took the child, brought him down to the chamber, into the house, and delivered him unto the mother. And Elijah said, See, thy son liveth. And the woman said to Elijah, Now by this I know that thou art a man of God, and the word of the Lord in thy mouth is truth. I have felt this message strong all week long uh, on my mind and, and felt that maybe someone here or even watching online uh, may be going through a similar situation. Now, here's why I say that. Because many times, many times, this world does not know what sin is. Follow me. Now, you know because of your training. You know because of the preaching. You know that what sin is all about. But in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 9, it says, Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived, neither sexually immoral or idolaters, nor adulterers, nor men who practice homosexuality, nor thieves, nor greedy, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. Now, if you are guilty of sin, ask the Lord to forgive you. I don't know this widow, what all she did, but she did know that she had sinned and it brought guilt to her. And she wanted to get that, rid of that guilt and when Elijah came, there was just things that fell in place that brought a peace to her heart, brought a peace to her mind that uh, God does forgive me when I sin. Many people need to know that. 
Many people are filled with God. No doubt, no doubt, even some here, maybe someone online, maybe you have sinned and kind of kept it hid in your life and wonder, I want to get rid of this guilt. I want to get rid of, of, of all this uh, that I feel. But there is a God in heaven that is still on the throne on a Sunday morning in 19, uh, I mean, in 2000, in 2000, that shows you how old you are, uh, 2023. When you, are, when you are guilty, there is a God in heaven that you can get on your knees and begin to call out his name and he will forgive. That's the kind of God we are serving. Her thoughts to Elijah could have been when he asked her for, you know, for that meal and she said, sir, I can't even, we don't even have enough for just one meal for us and then we're going to die. But he said, do as I say and you're going to live through the rest of the famine. That was one additional year and God took care of her. Now, soon after the event, soon after the event like this, I want to just bring uh, back the subject of faith. Faith, faith is ridiculous in the eyes of human reasoning. Faith is obeying what the Lord impresses you to do and leaving the results up to him. I am so convinced, and wife and I, we have, we have given for many, many years. In fact, even when I was pastoring, when I was pastoring, and uh, I have been with uh, foreign missions for right at 44 years, and before that I was pastoring, we had this in operation. It worked. I saw miracles in my church way back then. Even a widow woman, she came to me after she had made a commitment and said, Brother Lehman, I lost my job. Her name, her last name was Bush. I said, Sister Bush, I said, uh, we, it's not time to give it in yet. Let's see what God will do. Within a matter of days, she came back to me and she said, Brother Lehman, I got a job. Everything's okay. Uh, more than once, you know, they, they would tell me that. I had another young man relate how that God met the need. And he's still on the throne today. He still answers. Now, faith is, is, is really your appraisal of God. Follow me. It is your appraisal of God. Faith will do you no good until you use it. Faith will do you no good until you use it. Now, James chapter 2, it says in three places that faith without works is dead. Now, works is the proof of faith. Faith always produces action. So keep in mind that even if you have just a measure of faith, just a little bit of faith, don't give up. Don't give up. Don't, don't say, well, I can't do anything. I don't have anything. You don't need anything, folks. All you need is faith. I'm serious when I, what I'm saying. You don't need to have a bushel of faith to get an answer from God. He said, all you need is just a measure of faith. And then I have added and pray. Because to me, that's the key. You may sit here this morning and maybe you have just had that feeling 
uh, of what God wants you to do. And yet flesh, flesh says, you can't do that. You don't have it. Well, hey, have you got any faith? That's all you need. That's all you need. You know, there's so many miracles. Uh, when I was thinking about uh, mentioning some of the miracles in this message, I, I've, I've got some miracles here, uh, that, and I don't want to keep you all, you know, up until supper time, but I just want to mention uh, two or three things. Uh, you know what faith promise is all about. In fact, pa Pastor already, already mentioned a little bit. Faith promise is, uh, is a uh, monthly financial commitment that, uh, that is made that, that, uh, uh, that brings money into the church's missions account that helps to pay the support of those missionaries that their church is supporting. Now, maybe some of you didn't know until he mentioned today he was a missionary. He was a good missionary. I'll admit, I hated to see him come home because he was too effective. I mean that. He was a very effective missionary, but yet God knew the need, and here you are. He's your pastor, but he's training you to support other missionaries that go. You know, Brother, brother uh, Balsa, uh, a great missionary, but yet he's in Canada now. And yet, you know, God is calling men and women to this day to be missionaries. He came home, but there needed to be somebody to go in his place. So here we are. Here we are today. You know, when the, the Bible does tell us to go into all the world and preach the gospel. Now, I just want to, I, I want to relate a testimony that came out of uh, Eminence, Kentucky, uh, not too far from Louisville. Uh, a lady, a brand new a server, a brand new lady came into a faith promise service that we were in there. And um, she heard the preaching of the word. And then I always try to mention a few miracles that have happened. She heard the miracles and she just thought, I know what I'm going to do. And the Lord impressed her to give a commitment of $125 a month. Now, she, um, she was a, um, a school teacher and had been, she was a certified nurse uh, in the, uh, uh, a certified, I'm sorry, a certified nurse assistant, and um, she had chosen to stay home. Now, she was without a job when she made a $125 commitment. She made a commitment and then went home and, and told her pastor. In fact, the, the pastor even thought that, uh, that she must have made a misunderstanding. She must, she must not understand what faith promise is. So the pastor went to her and said, now, do you realize this is a monthly or is it a commitment, a yearly commitment? She said, it's monthly. She went home and told her husband. He looked at her and he said, how in the world do you think you're going to be able to pay that? She said, God will take care of me. It was just a, a you know, a little bit of faith. A little bit of faith wasn't a, a bushel. A little bit of faith and so um, uh, she, uh, uh, she uh, went home and told her husband what she had done. And, and uh, she said, uh, and he said, how are you going to do this without advertising? She said, I'll advertise. She put it in the, the paper. And uh, she stated that she had agreed with two different individuals to home, uh, you know, help, help their senior, the seniors in their home. And uh, that she would receive $280 a week. 
Her commitment was 125 for the month. She believed God, and the response was $280 a week. That's not bad. That's not bad. What would that be for a, a, a year? A little money, quite a bit. But that's, listen, when, when we bring God into our giving, I'll tell you, that, that is so, uh, so rewarding. When you are trusting God, Lord, I need your help. I need your help in so many ways. In fact, I was, I was going through my notes uh, yesterday and, and this morning, and uh, I want to read uh, a, a powerful testimony uh, that happened, um, uh, you know, when a, uh, she had a little bit of measure of faith, but yet she trusted God. Uh, this lady, uh, a, a poorly dressed lady, uh, with a look of defeat on her face, walked into a grocery store. She approached the owner of the store in a most humble manner and asked if he would uh, let her charge a few groceries. She softly explained that her husband was very ill, unable to work. They had seven children, and they needed food. John Longhouse, the uh, grocer, scoffed and, and said to her, uh, denied her that. He said, you don't have a charge card with me. Visualizing the family needs, she said, please, sir, I, I will bring you the money just as soon as I can. John told her that he could not give her credit, and since, he didn't have, she, since she didn't have a charge account at his store, he asked her to leave. Another man standing in the store stepped up to the grocer and said, I will pay it for you, for her. And, uh, uh, so, but the, the, uh, the owner of the store said, all right, said, lady, do you have a list of groceries that you need? And she said, yes. And uh, she bowed her head and kind of prayed and, and filled it out. And he said, lay it on the scales. She, he, she laid it on the scales and the scales went down. The owner looked and the visitor looked and wondered, how is that possible? And so the owner said, all right, start putting your groceries on the table or on these scales. She put them on the, uh, on the scales and, and uh, it kept mounting up and kept mounting up and kept mounting up and still, there's still, everything was, was, was clear. It was, uh, you know, a, a miracle was happening. And uh, so when it was all done, he said, okay. He said, now let me see your, let me see your note that you left on the scales. And he looked at it, and it simply, it wasn't a list of groceries. It was just said, Lord, you know our need, and I'm asking you to provide the need. And that's all it took. The, the uh, visitor stepped up, and well, the owner told the lady, he said, all right, take your groceries and go on home. But the uh, visitor stepped up, and put a $50 bill out there, and he said, it was worth every cent just to watch it. <laughs> God has ways of shocking us. And he's a good shocker, believe me. I mean, I've had incidents in our lives that I have been, I have been so, uh, so, so excited how God answers. In fact, I, I, don't, I don't even have this in, in my notes, but... A number of years ago, my wife and I left a, out of Bible school. We went to Lancaster, Ohio, 
And uh, I went there to assist the pastor there. And we were there uh, seven years, and then uh, we left and went to Wausau, Wisconsin, and started a home missionary church. We were there um, about four and a half years, and, and uh, I felt God impressing me to, uh, to um, quit, quit, the, quit, quit working there and go full-time with the church. Well, we certainly didn't have the money coming into the church, but yet I argued with God. And I thought, well, now maybe I can call Chicago at the head office and, and maybe, maybe I can work something out. Everything fell through. And finally, it just came down to the fact that I felt it so strong. I told my wife, I said, I've just got to quit and we've got to go full time. Uh, I had a little money in profit sharing and I thought, well, maybe I can get by a year and maybe there'll be enough money to, uh, you know, to provide what we needed. And uh, uh, still, uh, here, here I was telling them that I'm quitting and not having money coming in. My brother came by, who was a pastor in, uh, in Detroit, and uh, came by and he was visiting in Wisconsin because his wife was from northern Wisconsin. And so I told him one night, I said, Paul, I said, I don't know if it's God or if it's me, but I feel like I'm going back to Lancaster. He said, well, if it's God, we'll just pray about it. A couple months later, I got a phone call from the pastor's son. The pastor didn't call me. The son called me and said, my dad wants to know if you will come back and, and, uh, and take the church. <clears throat> I told I told the phone caller, I said, well, I said, um, we'll pray about it and, and then I'll get back in touch with you. I knew what I was going to do. I knew it was the Lord. And I told my wife, I said, you pack while I pray or you pray while I pack. Now, no, it was just the opposite. You pack while I pray. But anyway, however it was, we went back and in a period of five years, now I, I know it was God the way things work out. I don't feel like I'm a great preacher, but I feel like I try uh, to hear the voice of God. And so uh, in a five-year period, we saw the attendance of that church go from 199 to 464 in a five-year in, in a, in a, in a five period, which I knew it was God. It wasn't this preacher. It was God Almighty because I had prayed about it. I might have had a little bit of faith, but when I prayed, it got bigger. And God blessed that church the final year. We saw 108 people get the Holy Ghost and 124 get baptized in Jesus' name. One year, God blessed. Why? You see, all it takes is a little bit of faith. And I close with this illustration. There was a lady in uh, Louisiana uh, that came to America with her parents. She was uh, from Saudi Arabia. And um, this girl became close friends with uh, other teenagers there in the city. And they invited her to church. Well, she came to church and uh, uh, the preaching got a hold of her and uh, she got baptized and got the Holy Ghost. Went home and told her parents what had happened. Well, she was from Saudi Arabia, and you can imagine what that meant. That meant that dad put a death sentence on her, and she was scared. She came to church on a Saturday night. 
to a prayer meeting. And uh, she got down to pray. And of course, she started praying in her, in her language. Allah, Allah, she said, if you are God, then talk to me. I need to know what is the right way. Well, uh, she waited. Allah didn't answer. Finally, she got down and she said, Jesus, if you are God, then talk to me. I need to know what is the right way. She waited and suddenly over in the corner of the prayer room, a young girl broke forth speaking in tongues in perfect Arabic. That was her home language. She knew exactly what was said. And that perfect uh, Arabic language was this. I am Jesus. I am the true and living God. Follow me and I will take you to heaven. That was her answer. That was her answer. A little bit of faith. But yet when she prayed, I mean the door opened. So here you are this morning. I guess it is. I don't know. Still this morning. Hallelujah. Here's the card. Will you simply ask the Lord? Lord, what do you want to channel through me? And when you obey, he hears and answers. And I trust today that uh, as you you seek the Lord for his direction in your life, he'll give it to you. All it takes is just a little bit of faith. And you say, how does that work? That works when you feel an amount that you can't get away from. It is so powerful, so strong that you wonder, why do I have that amount rolling over in my mind? There's a reason. Because the Lord God is telling you, if you will make this commitment, I will provide it. Don't don't give up and say, Lord, there's no way you can do that. Don't limit our God. Don't ever limit our God. He is able, the Bible says, he's able to do exceeding, abundantly, above all that we're able to ask or even think according to the power that worketh in us. How's your level of faith today? How about giving God a chance? Give him a chance because he is a God that is very much alive. And I thank God for what he's doing in these colleges. God is wrapping things up, folks. We don't have a lot of time left, but if we will obey, he's able to meet whatever you are willing to trust him for. He's on the throne. God bless you.